Now the Philistines gathered their armies for battle, and they were gathered at Soko, which means which belongs to Judah, and encamped between Soko and Azekah and Ephes Damim, and Saul and the men of Israel were gathered and encamped in the valley of Allah, and drew up in line of battle against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on the mountain on one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side, with the valley between them. And there came out from the camp of the Philistines a champion named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span, and he had a helmet of bronze on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of bronze. And he had bronze armor on his legs and a javelin of bronze slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron. And his shield bearer went before him. He stood and he shouted to the ranks of Israel, why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine, and are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves, and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prepare, but if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David was the son of an Ephrathite of Bethlehem in Judah, named Jesse, who had eight sons. In the days of Saul, the man was already old and advanced in years. The three oldest sons of Jesse had followed Saul to the battle. And the names of his three sons who went to the battle were Eliab the firstborn, the next, to, the next to him Abinadab, and the third Shema. David was the youngest. The three eldest followed Saul, but David went back and forth from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. For forty days the Philistine came forward and took his stand morning and evening. And Jesse said to David his son, Take for your brothers an ephah of this parched grain and these ten loaves, and carry them quickly to the camp of your brothers. Also take these ten cheeses to the commander of their thousand. See if your brothers are well, and bring some token from them. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. And David rose early in the morning and left the sheep with the keeper and took the provisions and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the encampment as the host was going out into the battle line, shouting the war cry. And Israel and the Philistines drew up for battle, army against army. And David left the things in charge of the keeper of the baggage 
and ran to the ranks and went and greeted his brothers. And he talked with them, Behold, the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, came up out of the ranks of the Philistines and spoke the same words as before, and David heard him. All the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were much afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And the king will enrich the man who kills him with great riches, and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. And David said to the man who stood by him, What shall be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine, that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in the same way, So shall it be done to the man who kills him. Now Eliab, his eldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David. And he said, Why have you come down? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your presumption and the evil of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. And David said, What have I done now? Was it not but a, but a word? And he said, And he turned away from him toward another and spoke in the same way. And the people answered him again as before. When the words that David spoke were heard, they repeated them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth, and he has been a man of war from his youth. So David said to Saul, Your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by the beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them. For he has defied the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord, he delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. Then Saul clothed David with his armor. He put a helmet of bronze on his head and clothed him with a coat of mail. And David strapped his sword over his armor, and he tried in vain to go, for he had not tested them. Then David said to Saul, I cannot go with these, for I had not tested them. So David put them off. He took, then he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones from the brook and put them in his shepherd's pouch. His sling was in his hand, and he approached the Philistine. And the Philistine moved forward and came near to David with his shield-bearer in front of him. And when the Philistine looked and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth, ruddy and handsome in appearance. And the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you would come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. 
The Philistines said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and with a spear and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And I will give the dead bodies of the hosts of the Philistines this day to the birds of the air and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord saves not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hand. When the Philistine arose and came and drew near to meet David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took out a stone and slung it and struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell on his face to the ground. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. There was no word sword in the hand of David. Then David ran and stood over the Philistine and took his sword and drew it out of its sheath and killed him and cut off his head with it. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they fled. And the men of Israel and Judah rose with a shout and pursued the Philistines as far as Gath and the gates of Ekron, so that the wounded Philistines fell on the way from Sharam as far as Gath and Ekron. And the people of Israel came back from chasing the Philistines, and they plundered their camp. And David took the head of the Philistine and brought it to Jerusalem, but he put his armor in his tent. As soon as Saul saw David go out against the Philistine, he said to Abner, the commander of the army, Abner, whose son is this youth? And Abner said, As your soul lives, O king, I do not know. And the king said, Inquire whose son the boy is. And as soon as David returned from striking down the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul with the head of the Philistine in his hand. And Saul said to him, Whose son are you, young man? And David answered, I am the son of your servant Jesse, the Bethlehemite. Well, that's what this uh, show is based off of. Welcome to the Giant Slayer show with Austin and Manny. And uh, that's what we're here to do. Here to slay giants. Woo! Whether that be with the big church groups or the mainstream media, all that stuff. So today we want to talk about... I think first is the quarantine laws. That seems pretty fitting. Okay. For what we have. Yeah, because we got uh, big old King Cyrus Sisolak. Yeah. (laughs) Emperor Sisolak. Emperor Sisolak. He's got a lot of other names. We're not going to talk about. He just uh, (laughs) he he decided that he's going to 
cut the capacity down to 25% for, for every, most. For, for restaurants for and most, everything. Yeah, I restaurants, mean, bars. I was, uh, I, I, was speak, I was speaking to my dad today about the restaurant deal, and he used to run a bunch of restaurants when he was younger, and uh, he said that uh, at best a restaurant is uh, maybe breaking even. After they pay people and stuff like that at twenty five percent, most of them will be losing, losing money to open. Yeah. Um, so, I mean that's that's a big problem, but uh, they care more about being tyrants than they do about. Uh, yeah, well, they're they're making everything up as they go like. They're it's all abstract. No real basis behind it. No real science. As if the virus knows that it's safe to come out at ten o'clock and. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the smartest the, the virus. Vi- I mean, you're you're <laughs> safe at nine. Virus. You're safe at nine fifty nine, and you're dead at ten o one. Yeah, if you're out past ten, you're screwed. Yeah, and. Uh, Maybe that's why Newsom got a little uh, caught up out Be, late at the, the fresh vi- The virus knows. The virus knows when you're walking from the door to the table at the restaurant, dude. It knows. It it knows it's that you're off limits and, once you're sitting down. And it knows to not. Well, before the whole Newsom thing, I don't know if he's tested positive <laughs> or not, but I mean, the virus knew whether or not to infect him as a politician I don't know we'll find out maybe but it can infect us measly peasants (laughs) but uh, on the note of quarantine laws um, I have numbers chapter 5 verses 1 through 4 Ready to go here. Um, The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Command the people of Israel that they put out of the camp everyone who is leprous or has a discharge and everyone who is unclean through contact with the dead. You shall put out both male and female, putting them outside the camp that they may not defile the camp in the midst of which I dwell and the and the people of Israel did so and put them outside the camp as the Lord said to Moses so the people of Israel did so uh that is at saying quarantine the sick quarantine yeah. the vulnerable um the people that are at risk the people that came in contact you know, those people, yeah. But uh, not the healthy people, but uh, we've uh, seemed to have reinvented the definition of quarantine. Oh, yeah. It's whatever, it's whatever fits it's used, their it's, needs. It's, it's used in every uh It's whatever basic, fits their uh, needs. Yeah, it's used in every... It's, uh, it's not for the good of everybody. It's not for the love of your neighbor. It's... For the good of Governor Sisolak. Good of power? I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, I was going like, to say, I don't know if you heard, like, towards the beginning of this whole 
COVID-19 nonsense when, like... Um, I thought it was 15 days to slow the spread. Yeah, it was 15 days to slow the spread, but, like, there was talk of, like, Governor Newsom, Mussolini, um saying that they could use this to pass a bunch of their progressive agenda... And they tried like, take to take advantage of it. Like that's why those that's why the house has passed like oh probably ten coronavirus bills, but they're all full of garbage for Pelosi's buddies. Oh yeah. Um like going it's going towards people that <laughs> have no business needing money. It's like utterly ridiculous. You're you're forcing people you're forcing average Americans out of their out of their ability to take care of their families and like you're 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 calling them non essential jobs right like yeah but they're essential to the people that work they're them. essential to they're the essential that, to the kids at home. Yeah, exactly. They're essential to the food in the fridge. They're essential for making that happen. Yeah. But nobody... Like, they, my, they, they, my they job, decide. my job, your job, John's job down the street, I don't, I don't know what he does, but his job is essential. Like, it's essential to my I'm, family. I'm, I'm very happy that that was the case, but I was going to... I was going to work whether that was essential or not, right? Well, yeah. Because what they're doing is not biblical. No, it's not biblical. So you you just have to keep, you have to keep going and you have to stand up. You have to fight. And there's, uh, there needs to be more people doing that. What gets me, what gets me is that all these people that go along with it, like so many people just like blind sheep. Yeah. Well, and, and a lot of it, unfortunately, right, is people in the church that just go along with it. They're like, oh, well, yeah. the governor said this. I'm like, well, what is your, 13, what is, what is your, Bi- what does your Bible say? You putz. What does your Bible say? Okay. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say go along with that they, what they, they say. Pull the, they pull the Romans 13 thing, okay? And they're taking it out of context because the, the government described in Romans 13, that is a government that is operating according to God's law. When the government is not following God's law and they're just doing what they want to do you know they're that's what tyrants do yeah these people are tyrants they they have no right to tell you whether you can work or not yeah it's, they're it's... they're operating outside the bounds of what they're supposed to be doing they have no business on, telling you on everything. I mean, like, publicly, constitutionally, ever. I mean, everything they're doing is 
like not legal and people are following it blindly. The the government does have a right to intercede when it comes to plagues and you know stuff like that. They do have a right. It's part of their it's part of their job, but they're doing it in a way that is doing more harm than good. It's they're operating outside of God's law because it says right there in Numbers one through four, chapter five one through four, you quarantine the sick. That's fine. You quarant and you keep the people who are susceptible, like to it. The people that are vulnerable, like the elderly, yeah, you protect them. But the average person, the healthy person... If they weren't tested, they would think they had the flu. Oh, yeah. Honestly, most people, right? Most people that don't have a bunch of other issues. And... I mean, I got really sick in December of last year, and I don't know, I was down for, it took me about three weeks to, like, completely be okay. Mm-hmm. I had, like, an inhaler and all this stuff, I got a bunch of shots, and I mean, I got through it, it wasn't... I wouldn't expect someone to stay home and lose their livelihood over me being ill. I stayed in my house in my basement for probably four or five days. And then uh, I started feeling better and gradually kind of got back in the swing of things. And I was fine. But you don't... The definition of quarantine, as we read, is not to quarantine people that are not at risk. And most of the population is not at risk. And they're doing this. And all of these people who... I mean, who are just following along with it. Blindly. I mean, just like, you know, like, you know, Emperor Sisolak said so. Uh, Mussolini the Fasciste said so. So I have to do it. And it's like, no, you don't. Yeah. And the more people that say no, like, be a little childish. You know how children, toddlers, they love to, they love the word no. It's their favorite word. <laughs> I had I had two rounds of that. You've had you've had your fair share. Oh. Um, and so, say no. Act. I mean, I. Well, I just, I refuse, I refuse. I walk into the store and I say, I, I say, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Well, and I just walk in and you know what? It's a capitalist society still. We're hanging on by a thread. Um, see how long that lasts. Yeah. And uh, I, the store or the business would rather have the cash in your pocket than uh, to not. Yeah. Especially now when people are. Don't have the extra, um, I think holiday spending numbers are going to be like in the toilet this year. Oh, dude. 
Um, which is good, honestly. It should be. I mean, these, these lunatics, you know? Oh. I wonder if there's going to be any, like, a YouTube, good YouTube I, I videos. Doubt, with, I doubt like, there's going to be Like, the Black any... Friday fights over a TV. I, I doubt on. we're going to see that. But, like... Oh, the, still the, the governor will just call it a super spreader event. Yeah, it's a super spreader event. <laughs> but uh, I doubt we're going to see Black Friday like we usually do. Um, I never which, really got with it. I kind of like tagged along, but well, I'm I hurting. always, I'm a big like uh, Cyber Monday. I like order stuff like after the fact online to where I don't have to go deal with people at the store and it just shows up. At the end of the week, at my door, that's yeah. kind of what I, what I've always done. I think that's pretty much what we've done most of the time. Like that tablet I have is, is nine dollars every year. Some of the ladies in my family, you know, they'll they'll go out. They would go out on Black Friday, early in the morning, do that crazy nonsense and whatever, have at it. But I will not be a part of that. Yeah, I don't. I don't like stuff that much, and I mean, people are crazy out there. I mean, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't think there'll be a big a big rush. Um, I'll be cooking a turkey on Friday this year in the morning, so I'll just be, I'll be at my sister's just cooking a, smoking a turkey, uh, not at a store. So I don't like shopping, anyways. I I, I ordered groceries from Rayleigh's before it was cool. Right, like long before everyone was like, "Oh, no contact." I don't want to go to the grocery store. I did it before it was cool because I didn't like to spend the time shopping. And Mm -hmm. it's like you can you can put everything you want on a list. And I actually spent less money on a monthly basis on groceries when I wasn't going in the store and being like, "Oh, that's cheap. Grab that." Oh, you know, what's this beer? Let's grab that. You know, and then it's like you end up just completely out of control. But uh, no, I I I did the uh, online. I did Rayleigh's e-cart before it was cool. Yeah. So. Freaking. And, and the whole mask business, like, people are, oh my goodness gracious. I just don't. I'm, I'm a bad listener. I always have been. Well, the, the difference. don't follow instructions. Well, so the difference between us and kids is, for kids say no just because they don't want to do it. That's it. We can say no based on, well, the CDC, if you can trust them at all anymore. Uh, they're, they themselves are saying it's 99% survivability rate. Mm-hmm. Well, and back in like I, February. I'm not going gonna to shut down my life over a 99% survivability rate. I'm not going to be my scared My survivability rate is lower driving in my car with some of these lunatics on the road. <laughs> it's probably like 97%. Probably. Like, it's, utter, it's utterly ridiculous. So, no matter what Governor Sisolak says, I'm going to go out, no mask. I'm not wearing a mask. Guess how many people are at my Thanksgiving gathering this year? Hmm. Eleven. Eleven? Oh. He said no more than you ten. Rebels. Oh. Rebels. <laughs> I didn't plan that, but it worked out. It's it's going to be exactly eleven. Seven adults and four kids. Well. No I'm, masks. I'm no going, anything. We're just we're just gonna. 
do what we do every year and uh because I'm, we you know we don't get together that often right i mean my sister last time i saw her was in june yeah i mean it's like it's well it's, i haven't seen my grandma and i haven't seen my grandma and probably since it's got to be a year probably almost up. like christmas time of last year probably huh somewhere yeah. in that ballpark it's been a long time since I've seen my grandma. Um, and she lives down in Reno. You know? And I, I literally... I, I've rarely left Elko this year. I went to Twin Falls. I think... I. And we went camping. We went camping a bunch, which was no problem at all. That was the only, yeah. that was the bulk of the times I left Elko. Um, not that I couldn't, or not that I didn't. I mean, we we had uh, we went to Reno in June, and then I I went to Reno in March and June. Yeah. And that was it. Um, but my dad's been out every month since everything, and he's seventy four years old. Yeah. And he doesn't. He. Doesn't seem to worry. I mean, seriously. And he doesn't, I, and he's not like, he's not Captain Healthy. Yeah. He's gotten better since he retired. I mean, his blood pressure's down, his cholesterol's down. He's doing a lot better <laughs> since he retired. But I mean, when this whole thing started, he was still like, I mean, yikes. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not scared of the virus regardless. Like, I'm just not. It, the, the the virus, all it's going to do for me is a favor, all right? Like, if it kills me, I get to be with King Jesus. But, uh... The Lord's will. Yeah. I mean, my days were numbered before I was born. So... Anyway... I think we're going to uh, switch topics. We're going to go to property taxes. And, well, Austin's out for just five seconds. So I'll just uh, get started without him. And I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant. Um, I hate, I hate property taxes. I don't, I don't get why we... As as a homeowner, and maybe you feel me here, um, we do not own our homes because we're paying rent to the government. Even if you have your house paid off, if you do not pay your property taxes... They can come and take your house. So, yeah, you're basically paying rent to the government. Forever. Forever. As long as you're alive and you live in that house, you're paying rent to the government. On the ground. On the ground. What does the Bible say about paying rent on ground? (laughs) Well, we'll go through... uh, Good old R.J. Rush Dooney's Institutes of Biblical Law. And so, here we go. 
since Scripture declares repeatedly that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, Exodus 9.29, Deuteronomy 10.14, Psalm 24.1, 1 Corinthians 10.26, etc., a land tax is not lawful. A tax on the land is a tax against God and against his law order. God himself does not tax the land which he gives to men as a stewardship under him. He taxes their increase or their production so that the only legitimate tax is an income tax. And this is precisely what the tithe is, an income tax. But it is an income tax which is set at 10% and no more. Beyond that, what a man gives is a free will offering. The tithe is a tax, not an offering. The subject of taxation belongs pro- properly to both the sixth and eighth commandments. Ungodly taxation is theft. But the modern power to tax is the power to injure and to destroy, and it is thus basically connected with the sixth commandment. A biblically grounded tax structure will protect and prosper a social order and its citizenry, whereas a lawless tax structure spells death to men and society. So, like, how much do we pay in taxes on average? You got your property tax, you got your income tax. Like, here we have... Nevada doesn't pay state income tax. But we do pay federal income taxes along with our property taxes, along with our... Okay, we got federal income taxes, property taxes, then taxes for pretty much buying anything. Sales tax. Sales tax. Which is taxing your net income after you've already been taxed on it. And you get taxed at for registering your vehicle. DMV, we'll, yep. We'll, we'll hit up the DMV later in this episode. I was, I was a total last year. Um, last year I paid a total. It was, it was over 30000 in taxes between everything last year. Okay. And I'm just one person. Just. So like a, a percentage wise would be. 30% probably. 30%. 30 About. to 40%. Yeah. Roughly. So. Which is uh, 20 to 30% higher than what the Bible says it should be. Yes. Like. And it's uh, it's twenty nine to thirty percent higher, thirty nine percent higher than what I think it should be. <laughs> yeah, one percent. <laughs> so total, yeah. split it up, dude. County yeah. DMV, all you fools. The Boston split Tea my Party. One, the Boston Tea Party sank ships over three percent, right? Three. No, they didn't. They didn't sink ships, but. 
they they threw a whole shipment of yeah they dumped tea they dumped, yeah into the Boston Harbor over. It was three something. The the term. Yeah, I want to say it was maybe the old remember. term, but it was 3%. it was like it was way less. It was it wasn't even ten percent. Yeah, I mean, I I don't even think it was like it. It didn't even come close to that. You're looking it up. Yeah, I'm I'm curious what their tax rate was. Uh, seven. Oh yeah, December sixteenth, seventeen seventy three. That's when they. Dumped everything, and uh, protested properly. Right? They didn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't. Uh, they didn't. Like, they didn't burn Boston to the ground. No. And if I remember correctly, like anything that they destroyed, like that was there was like a lock on a door or something on one of the ships that they broke. And, like, the next day, the guy that broke the lock, he paid the guy for the broken lock. Because it wasn't about going out and destroying things like uh, Antifa and BLM like to do. It was about... It was... They threw... The, all they wanted to do was get rid of the tea, which had a tax on it. And they were going to be forced to pay the tax if they let that tea leave that harbor. Yeah. If I remember correctly, like, I, I don't know the whole story by heart, and I don't have it all here in front of me, but, so 1773, right? Yep. Um... And the taxes were paid to the British East India Trading Company. Tea Company. There's like straight up nothing on this. Good old fashioned nothing burger. <laughs> like the impeachment. Uh, <laughs> anyways, um, no, so I mean. The term that I saw, I believe it was related to percent. So it was probably, yeah. it was, I, I, I'm saying it loosely that I think it meant 3%. Okay. So. I have to look into that more. We'll get back to you guys on that. But <laughs> on, say, say for example, 3%, I mean, that's a lot less than 30 to 40% of, you know, of what the average person makes going out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's basically 30 to 40% of your year where you're working so three to, for the government. Yeah, three to four months a year I work for the... Right? Three? No. I can't do math. 12%. So, basically, a quarter is 25%. So a quarter, the first quarter and a half... Basically, of a year, I work for Uncle Sam. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the year, they graciously let me keep. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. May I have another? 
<laughs> I mean, it's, uh, I mean, people fought and died and for a whole lot less mm-hmm. than what we're putting up with right now. And everyone just says, oh, well, you know, be safe. I swear I'm going to choke the next person that tells me to be safe. I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lo- lose it. Lo- lo- love your neighbor. Wear a mask. Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Uh, no. I'm going to set the example. Where'd you come from? Southern Baptist Convention? <laughs> with, that, with that logic? <laughs> okay. First of all, the masks don't work. Okay. It's pointless. They didn't, have, work for, they didn't work for smoke. They told the, the, the CDC know. said in California that the mask won't stop the smoke particles, but they'll stop the smaller virus particles. Huh? No? Right. I had to. I had to explain that to my wife, to Ashley, because she's one of the maskers. Dr. Rath even Man. said in February that it wasn't necessary. Oh, are you talking about Fauci? Yeah, I know. He's Dr. Rat. Dr. Rat? He looks like one. He does. Dude, that guy, he's a joke. But you're, not in, you're not in government and bureaucracy for 41 years unless you're pulling strings or having your strings pulled. No one is in government for 41 freaking years. That's insane. Well, how long... How long is Pelosi, Joe Biden... A lot. Too long. Too too long. It's like the bumper sticker I saw. Well, you... Diapers and politicians need to be changed for the same reason. Yeah, which is exactly why I'm for term limits. On everything. On everything. It's like... Pelosi's been in office for... I I know probably like 20... I want to say it was like 25, 26, somewhere... Probably 30. Probably more in the 30s. I bet she's in the 30s. She gets she gets her face stretched back so often I can't. I, she keeps looking, she keeps looking a little bit younger and I can't keep tabs on her. Well, look at the you look at their eyes. I mean, you wonder what medication they take. Dude, in the veins on Joe Biden's it's temples. That, that vodka that keep, that keeps Nancy Pelosi young. Yeah. Something in the vodka. Pol- Nancy Pelosi sponsored by uh, Grey Goose. <laughs> but uh, no the property tax things uh, I think is a major I mean I don't think I think it should be it's it, so if you're gonna do I mean, we're just paying, if you're we're gonna just, do a property tax make it a sales tax at the purchase of the home at the purchase of the home or work it work it into your mortgage. Or if there's a property tax. If property tax continues. That only. You only pay. Until the house. I mean once the house is paid off. You should not have to pay anymore. Well that's what I mean. Right. When you're if free you, from, you work, when you're free you from the bank. It, you should be free from the. 
from the county. I mean, to I mean, exactly. obviously follow the county. Uh, you you can't uh, if, if you, you can't build a if water you park work in the your sales tax. Right? If you work the sales tax and you can stretch it out along your, say you can't pay the full sum. They get a lump sum at the, out of the loan, and it's it's worked into the loan. Yeah, because mine's worked into that as of right now. Yeah, like I there's a certain part that I pay monthly it's for property tax it makes me sick but anyways um, you could, it's the same way you get the same results and so when you're done paying on that mortgage when that when you get the title and the deed for your house you're no longer paying property tax yeah because because there's no debt on it but there is there's always debt it's a society built around debt, just like the credit score system. Right? Mm-hmm. It's all built around keeping people in debt. Oh yeah, charge it on your credit card and pay it off, and then you then you'll somehow you'll somehow look more responsible with your number. Right. Dude. And it's like I I never want to look at another credit card in my entire life. I I haven't had so it's been about Three plus years since I've used one. And it is the greatest, most freeing thing to just not have it. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously, for some people, they're handy. Because things can, things get tight for you or whatever. It's like you have something to fall back on. But I turned having credit card debt into having savings to where I have a cushion to live off of. And I, I, I highly encourage everyone get rid of the credit cards. You don't need them. No. Paying cash. You don't need them. You got a mortgage. My, my credit score goes up about five points every month by paying the mortgage. And that's, that's fine. Yep. I'm, you know, and it just, it, it's just, it's a system based on debt. That's what it is. And all of it's like that. You're always, it's constantly keeping people in debt and like, you're, you're a slave to your lender, whether mm-hmm. it be the government, whether it be a credit card company or a mortgage company, you're a slave to the lender. Yeah. You have to work and work and work to I mean, God, God, God commands us to pay off our debts to not be but he also you know it's yeah don't be in debt paying cash it feels so much better when you do and that's for anything yeah so um, obviously you can't walk out and buy a house with cash no but that's that's one of the few for me things. maybe the next one I can or come pretty close yeah right and then maybe only have like five years of payments and then maybe I can be done after five years and be just there mm-hmm. and then be a county commissioner and somehow make it not have to pay property tax on it I don't know <laughs> Maybe it seems a little bit off, but I think um, uh, you, you, I think we should abolish property taxes. Period, in my opinion, absolutely. 
entirely. It says it says here the only where does it say? The only legitimate tax is on gains. Is an income tax. That's the only legitimate tax. You get taxed on how much you make. And it should be less than 10%. Anything more than 10% coming out of your paycheck, that's sinful. Yeah. To require more than what God requires. And you shouldn't even be requiring as much as God requires. It should be less. Yeah. Way less, in my opinion. But we pay so many taxes, we're feeding into the... Every day. The, no the matter machine. what you buy, no matter what, no you, matter buy, what you buy. You're, you're just, you're feeding, feeding, feeding. I mean, there's Unless tax- you're doing like private sale and you're paying in cash. Like say I'm buying a couch from somebody here in Elko and I pay them 500 bucks in cash, no taxes involved. You get what you want, and they get the, get what they want. And yeah. there's no taxes involved, and there's no government involved. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's why, I mean, that's something that I've thought about with, I mean, I searched and searched and searched, right? Last year, I was looking for a vehicle, and it's like, I could not find anything private party, because I was, like, trying to avoid that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I get hit at the DMV, it was... The DMV, I remember, the DMV bill was over $2,500 when I went to the DMV to register a truck that I already paid for. <laughs> yeah, you were already taxed on that, and then you get I taxed. I paid in full, you, you get and then taxed I had to go back. more every year. I had to go back, and once I got back from Utah to here, I had to pay Nevada tax. Sales tax, that seven point one percent of what I already paid in Utah, plus registration, plus plates. I mean, I was just like completely. I just a a part of me, seriously, like a part of me wants this, the whole government just to collapse. And start new. I think that's what it's going to take. Because it's getting so top-heavy. And especially now that they've, they're closing everybody down. The expenses don't stop. But that tax the, revenue, those morons don't realize how much it's affect their tax revenue. And so then, like Nevada blew through kind of their reserves. We blew through our reserves. And part of that, I'm sure, was from the private jet that Sisolak bought, the second one, with state money. Okay, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah. Anyways. You're, you're, you're more up to par than me on private jets owned by Sisolak. But... <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, it's just, it's, uh, that's where it all goes, right? It goes to, it goes to programs that nobody cares about. I'd rather just give my money to something else. Well, it, it goes like, to programs. I'd rather, I'd rather give it to an organization that's helping kids or something. I mean, just something. Like, I'd rather just give it to that instead of giving it to some rat bum in the government to waste and buy nonsense things with. Because that's what they do, right? They just, it's just constant over and over again unnecessary things so they're bad stewards with our money oh yeah even if they were good stewards they're taking too much oh dude it's a total but also if they were good stewards they wouldn't need as much see see (laughs) back before 2020 and the government or the economy was doing really good they were actually making more revenue because there were people with more jobs. There's more jobs out there. Which means more employees, which means a higher amount of payroll tax because they're yeah. paying they're paying payroll tax on each employee. And so. it, it wasn't it wasn't an income problem. It's not it's, like the government wasn't making enough money. It's always off been of a us. spending problem. It's always been a spending problem. They spend more than they bring in. And eventually, if we did, if we did that, we'd be oh yeah, belly up pretty yeah. darn quick. Um, if I did that, I would deserve to go bankrupt. Yeah, I would deserve it, and I couldn't complain because I put yourself there. I put myself there. The only person I could complain to is myself, and that wouldn't even be legitimate. No. I'd be like, I, 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 I'd shoot myself in the foot. And complain that it hurts. And complain that it hurts. <laughs> and, like, that's when you just, you know, God, I'm an idiot. Please forgive me. Help me through this crap. Because, like, but, like, But the government, they don't see it that way. It's it's been a blank check forever. There's been no responsibility. The fiscal responsibility has been next to nothing, Mm -hmm. right? And, I mean, I get the I get the I get the issues. Well, like, I had a I had a. I kind of understood where the extra spending came from. Initially, right? The first two years or so, the military was decimated. We had to get things back right. I, I think, but no, we could have cut something from somewhere else to offset that to where we're not going in the hole for it, where we're, we're operating properly. Because when you run a business, you spend less than you make if you're doing it responsibly. Yeah. You're not borrowing, you're not racking up a bill and a credit you're not, you know, you know, we have a we have this giant credit card that says treasury on it and it's just swipe, swipe, swipe away. And nothing backs it up. A dollar is not worth a dollar. No. You think it is. 
and they make you think that it is. But it's probably only worth about, what, 80 cents maybe with inflation? It's a disaster. Yeah. And this whole this whole COVID situation where people are, you know, where they they just spent and spent and spent to just with, to have the hope of keeping things going. That you understand. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're like, okay, well, do I decimate the economy or do I halfway save it to where we have a chance? Understood. But beforehand, there was no offset. It was spend more on the military, beef that up, which I, I love the military, but there's a lot of other crap that we could have gotten rid of in the process and said, hey, yeah, we're going to spend more here, but we're going to, you know, we're going to, you know, cut some of these agencies back and make it and make it balanced at least to where you're not going farther down the down the hole. But mm. fiscal responsibility is not a term that anyone in the government <laughs> knows. They don't. It's not their money. They don't care. Yeah, I mean, Pelosi eats thirteen dollar pints of ice cream, and and somehow probably the government's paying for it. Probably. In some way, shape, or form, right? Probably paid for her taxpayer money. Yep. Or her nephew. Newsome weirdo. That greasy hair. Oh, man. Don't get me started on that guy. Anyway. The gel. It's yeah. like a, he's like a 90s model for LA looks. It's like, hey, that was 20 years ago. <laughs> or 30. No, I'm... I'm I'm not good at math, obviously. <laughs> 1990 was 30 years ago because that's how old I am. So. Uh, <laughs> so. But anyways, uh, that will probably wrap things up. Yeah. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you didn't, don't leave a review. If you did enjoy it, um, please, you know, five please. stars. Yeah. Smash the subscribe button. <laughs> and, uh, We'll see you next time. Yep. Out.